As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Legutes. What's up, dude? <laughs> oh, it's officially February. You know what that means? Uh, no. It's my birthday month. Oh. I'm going to be a big birthday month guy. No, because... The whole month. No, I stole your birthday. With a, what the fuck does that mean? That means that I got married on your birthday, so that is now more important than your birthday. Your wife just said, what are you doing for your birthday? We'll join. It's not, it's not an anniversary party. That is that my is birthday. That is damning. That is damning yeah, against really our anniversary. Thanks, Dev, for prioritizing us. Hard to come back from. Sheesh. Yeah, you win that one. That's either... We'll give her the benefit of the doubt and just say that she's thinking about me instead of forgetting about your anniversary well, immediately. For the record, just so people don't think I'm actually being mean, we sang happy birthday at our wedding to you. Just want to clarify gave that. Give you some cake, too. We did give you some Different cake. cake. It wasn't even the wedding cake. We gave you a birthday cake because yep. we're nice people. Nice people. Wow, what a birthday that was. Birthday to remember. So yeah, yeah. big birthday month guy. I'm going to make this entire month about me. That sounds miserable. Yeah, dude, buckle up. I don't want to be party to this. All right, that's fine. Well, let's talk about something different because there was something online that was really funny. Oh, yay. And I don't think that whoever posted it thought it was going to get like this. And by whoever, I mean Elmo. Oh, my God, yes. Fuck yes. This was amazing. I'm so glad you brought this up. So if everybody's been living under a rock, which I'm going to assume you have been because you're not as online as we are. We are very online people. Elmo tweeted out and just said, how's everybody doing today? That's it. And boy, oh, boy, those quote tweets and memes were incredible. They were. Because let me tell you, Elmo, not good. No. It's fucking January. Why would you do it in January? The longest month in the history of months. There's one that it's fucking cloudy and I haven't seen the sun in six weeks. Like the whole timing of it was actually kind of incredible because we're on the brink of world war three. The economy sucks. Everything's expensive. It's January. It's cloudy, cold, rainy, wet, snowy, you name it. Everyone's miserable right now. How you doing? Really bad. Elmo for the, the vast majority. Not awesome. Thanks for checking in. But that was the best part. He followed it up with a tweet. Wow. Really glad I asked. This is a good reminder to check on your friends. Hashtag mental health Monday. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It was so good. I wonder what they were expecting. I have absolutely no idea. I don't think that they expected it to blow up. And it was from like the official Elmo account. So, you know, whatever. It was incredible. It was just so funny because that's the thing is once people start going off about feeling terrible and not good Elmo, people... It, it makes people laugh. Yeah. And, and it has the opposite effect. So people start laughing about it. So you know what, Elmo? Good job. Yeah, good job. Way to get trauma dumped on. And then it was like all tied together. Larry David was on some like good morning show yeah, today. Yeah. And assaulted Elmo. <laughs> so. It's like somebody had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Just a great moment from Sesame Street. Uh we love when Sesame Street gets brought up on Bravo, as we know. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that was a way, way to go. Good drop in. Yeah. Big, big time stuff there from Elmo. So, yeah, I thought we'd start off the episode with my birthday month and a little Elmo. Yeah. And then when they have addiction awareness, they can bring the cookie monster up and he can ask how everyone's doing. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) But, uh, 
It is our second Friday episode, so that means it is time for a little... Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, Mr. 305. I wasn't sure we were going to do it. <laughs> I thought you were going to start it off. I didn't do it at the live show last week. I, don't I know. Think. I was pretty upset, actually. Yeah. kind of left me hanging. Going, you know? Yeah, I guess. But, you know, it kind of left me feeling isolated and vulnerable alone on stage. But if it made tell you Tell it laugh, to Elmo, buddy. Don't tell it to me. I did. I tweeted at him like a hundred times. I'm like, I need to talk to you, Elmo. <laughs> Things are bad. No, <laughs> that's the Listen to your voicemails, Elmo. <laughs> yeah, I called him. Yeah. No, we've actually had a really good month, so I can't complain. But- we are back in Miami and in Mexico City to be exact, and uh, we didn't talk about Miami this week, but we did watch, so we're up to speed, don't you worry. But we start out the episode, and everyone's going to see the Virgin Guadalupe to pray for Gertie, to pray for everybody in the group, just to get some good vibes. As Alexia's told us, she leaned heavily on the Virgin Guadalupe during Frankie's accident and when he was getting back to health and everything like that. And she really believes in it. And I think that regardless of what your belief system is, and they reference this when they get to the church later, there is something powerful about a group of people that you're close to all coming together in unity in big moments such as this. And for Gertie, even for Lisa, who her shit is so fucking annoying, and we're going <laughs> to talk about that. But the fact that everyone can come together and be like, yes, there's a lot going on. We have a lot of issues. But this is a healing moment. So I like that they're all on board for all this stuff. But we talk more about Julia, and she references that she quit the church. She walked away from it after her son died and talks about how she hired her nanny, and we've heard the story, and it's awful. And this woman shook her baby to death. You know, shaken baby syndrome is a real thing, and she lost her son. So her relationship with God and the church after that moment was null and void. And it's it's an interesting perspective on religion, and it's something that I don't know. I think a lot of people have those moments, and that's where they kind of turn their back to it. Yeah, I would say so. And and that's the thing about Julia is she she's always willing to share. Yeah. She is always willing to talk about her personal life. She's always willing to lean into it. It's not a storyline for her. It's just her talking and just her sharing with people, whether it's her friends or the viewers or whatever it might be. And it's always something deep and something about her life and she can provide so much perspective on things. That's why I love Julia for this show because she she's just got so many levels to her. So her willing to share that, one, it takes away from the stupid fucking Lisa Lenny bullshit that we have yeah. to endure and endure and endure, which I despise and I got so annoyed. I texted you and I said, I hate this fucking episode. And you're like, I loved this episode. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. We looked at different things apparently. We looked at very different things. But what this church scene did give us was a very iconic shot. Yeah, with all of them it? standing there with the candles like in the church. A little bit. We got this, uh, obviously, we got a little bit of an older church in Beverly Hills when they were in Barcelona. Now we're over here. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time. <laughs> now we're down in Mexico. Don't do and that. <laughs> why can't I do that? I do Barcelona, but I can't do Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Fine. We'll leave. Well, I'll, I'll pronounce the X next time. You know why? Because nobody down there is saying Mexico in jest. Like they're not trying to be. I guarantee Doritas. We are know, not doing I, Beverly Hills anymore. I know. But. That's my point. Like, Dorit's not down there trying to show everybody that she can speak other languages, so it doesn't hit the same. That's that's a good point, actually. That's all. Whatever. Either way, we got a great shot with them in a nice, which I love, an old church. And look, like mm-hmm. I'm not big on religion, but I can appreciate an old church as like a structure because those are the one, those are the structures that are most well kept. I would say. Yeah, I would. At agree. least over time, like they they tend to provide maintenance to those. 
which is always fascinating. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of money, and there's also a lot of history there. But even the churches in Europe, too. We can go on a little tangent here. Eh, They're really fun to watch, except for when Notre Dame burned down. That sucked. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The hunchback got out. Yeah, he got out of there. He's, yeah, yeah, whatever. Swung on the thing, and he's fine. He's fine. Um, He got stabbed, but it's okay. Whatever. But it was really cool to see all of them get together, and obviously Gertie's situation going on right now. All of them together is very important. It is. Providing support is the most important thing that you can do at a time like this. And that's what Marisol highlights. It's just this this rare moment of unity. And then we talked, I just talked about it, but it is. It's important because I do think that regardless of religion, you know, your headspace and your mental space when you're going through something so difficult, something so life altering, it can play a major factor in staying positive and staying supported and knowing that you have people around you. So for them to come together in this moment, even Larsa, it was a big Larsa moment because we've seen her kind of belittle this whole cancer journey. Oh, yeah. She's kind of just like, this isn't a big deal. Like I'm so concerned about being correct that I'm not going to like give you the sympathy that you need. So to see her next to Gertie comforting her just saying simply i got you i got your back and crying with her like that was so important because that shows you that beneath it all even when she's trying to save face and show that she's not phased by anything like she does care and that's all gertie wanted from the jump was just like show me that you give a shit and so for her to get past it and be like yeah obviously i care it was important it was nice to see and Overall, it's just a big episode from Larsa, Larsa too. Right? Like, we're going to give her her flowers. Mm-hmm. Although I just remembered something. What? When was the last time she saw Marcus? Maybe she's just in her feels. It's been two days. Oh, that's right. It's she's been a long time. She's got to be really time. sad. She, it's a long time. She had Separation to anxiety, bro. She had to face. <laughs> you just plugged their podcast. But... Nobody's going to go listen to it. <laughs> Not our listeners. I wonder what those numbies are. Check them uh, numbies. God, but... if they're better than ours, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> <laughs> I might not come back from that. That's how the show ends. Show ends. I, I refuse to do Rob the show Rose break up after learning that separation anxiety does better. But uh, we get them on the ride home, and Gertie even references the fact that Larsa stepped up at the church. And we get back to Julia, and she's processing this whole thing. And it was, it was tough for her to go back in there because it brings up a lot of old feelings. And this moment fucking destroyed me. And it's not the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. It's just when she said... The only thing that kept me sane and from, you know, killing myself and losing myself was my dog, Louie. And bro, my mom even says it to this day. The only reason I'm still alive is because I had Louie and I had to take care of Louie every day. So when she said that, I was just like, fuck, it hit me in the gut. And I was like, God damn it. Like, it's just, thank God for that dog. Thank God for my dog. The power of animals, you know? Power of animals. It's a beautiful thing. Bigger than you. It is a beautiful thing. But to hear her open up once again, and I think that why these moments with Julia resonate even more so than when some of the other ladies open up is because it you can tell it's not in any way, shape, or form a clout-chasing moment. It's 100% she wants to share with us and say, this is something I went through. And the open vulnerability without that little sprinkle of, I'm doing this for a storyline, like... It's really important, and that's where I know these are reality shows. I know we watch them to be entertained. A lot of people watch them because they can turn their brain off during these shows. But I think it's important that when you have a platform as big as this and you can reach people and resonate with people on something more serious, I think it is important, regardless of the setting. So Yeah, and she's always very authentic. Yeah. She's always very much herself, and 
look, I mean, she's obviously garnered a lot of support just because she, she does these things very consistently. Mm-hmm. And she does these all the time. And there's multiple times per season where she'll just go into something that happened in her life that can resonate with a lot of people. And you build up a lot of support by doing things like that. So now when she does whatever she's going to do, we don't even question it. We don't even think about it being inauthentic. We don't even think about her doing anything for a storyline. It's just, oh, that's Julia just sharing very deeply into her life. And we we love it. Yep, that's JB and J, you know? JB and J. JB and J. But we have to come back down to earth because there's too many feels, there's too many happy moments, too many people coming together. We have to tear this down and we got to talk about Lisa and her settlement. And they ask her, like, how are you feeling about the settlement? She's like, not great, but I feel okay. We find out that Lenny is ready to sign, which thank God, let's just put this to rest. Like, I would love to know the stipulations in this contract to see how much she's actually getting. Yeah. To know what she is still hung up on. And we're going to talk about something else that comes up later. Actually, we're going to talk about it right now. Talk okay. about it right now. Let's get it out of the way. The one stipulation, because Lenny calls her and says there's one little thing. And he says that a man can't permanently reside in the house that he's planning on paying for. Now, there's two ways to take this. And I want your opinion on it. And I talked to Dev about it. The one way is that this man's still trying to control you. He's trying to say that a man's not going to live with you in my house, not the one I'm paying for, one. The other is, if you find a man that can financially support you, I'm not going to pay for you two to live in a house. You guys can pay for that. Which one do you think he's pointing to? Is it a little bit of both? Because I know he's spiteful as shit. Lenny's not getting a pass. He's a piece of trash. I hate that fucking guy. But is it him saying, I don't want another man in the house, or is it him saying, I'm not paying for a dude to live with you? Well, we know he doesn't care about the kids. He does not. That, they're irrelevant about the kids. They are very irrelevant, because that's the first thing that my mind went to, was the, and I forget who it was that was, oh, it was Larsa talking about it with Marcus, where she was like, yeah, you know, Scotty doesn't really care who I'm with, and I don't care who Scotty's with, we don't weird. really ask about it, which is very weird. So my mind immediately went to that, thinking, oh, does Lenny care that like his children are going to be around another guy, like permanently living there? That's really strange. I think it's a little bit of both with it being more so the former. The first thing that you brought up where he's being more controlling. You do. I think that he wants to be controlling because I think he does want to stick it to her. For whatever reason, he's he's a piece of shit. He is There's no way to get past it. If he was truly happy in whatever life he's building now with this 18-year-old model that he met while he was doing plastic surgery, then he would not give a shit what Lisa's doing. If he cared about the kids, he would have some sort of say in who his children are around. He doesn't care about the kids. We've made that very clear over the last season and a half. So, no, that's not the other thing. I think he's just trying to be controlling and stick it to her because she's putting him through all of this, and he still has to pay her out the nose for her, which I don't even think he cares about the money. He just wants to have that control aspect where, yeah, I'm not going to see you all the time, and I know I've been putting you through hell with all of this, and you're freaking out, and you're literally losing your mind, as we see on screen numerous times in this episode. I think that's what he wants to do. But yeah, I do also agree from a financial standpoint. He's rich and he's probably got lawyers over there thinking, well, yeah, if she finds somebody else that can financially support her, then she shouldn't have a guy there. So I think it's like 75-25 controlling to the financial aspect. Okay, I can get up bored with that. But but they get back to the hotel and Adriana, she's resting, getting ready for the show. We got a big show. You don't think she's a real performer. She got a pretty big festival tomorrow. So you're about, part of it. You're about to eat your words there, pal. No, but I'm not. We, <laughs> we find out that Lisa finally signed the settlement. 
So I don't know if she agreed to that stipulation. I don't know if that was scratched from the record. I don't Jody know. Jody lives in Adriana's old house. Like he's already got a house. That's you worry I mean. about that down the line. Just be done with it. Like That's this is the thing. fucking thing that bothers me the most. You you have a chance to just move on and be done with all of this. We've heard about it nonstop with you. That's been your only thing this year. And you're talking to Jody's ear off about it. You're talking to all your friends. You're talking to the fucking viewers about it constantly. We're so tired of it. I know that your friends are tired of it because they've brought it up a million times. Jody has to be tired of it. But look, he loves you for you, I guess. I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on there. Jesus. I mean, she's put him through fucking hell with all of this. Well, and he's, he's still around. He's having clearly. reactions to it. Yeah. So he's getting to the point where he's done with it. You have a chance now to finally move on. And I don't know, because I, I kind of go back and forth. Is she so fucked up psychologically from Lenny that he, even him doing this, she just thinks that he's trying to pull one over on her and that she's going to have to worry about something down the line and he's going to circle back and this isn't the end of it so she doesn't feel like she's finally done with it? Probably. Or is this the only thing that she has going on in her life? Probably. And she's afraid to leave that behind because she does not know what her life looks like after this. As you like to say... Both can be true. Yeah. I think that they're, and rightfully so, and I don't want to knock her where it's not due. Like, yeah, I'm sure there is always going to be an air to it where it's like, I don't trust this man. Like, he put me through the fucking ringer for the past year and a half. He cheated on me. He left me for this model. All of these different things. Absolutely. And I'm not going to take that away from her. I'm sure that will always be present, and that sucks to deal with that. I also do think, and that's why she gets so upset about finally signing the settlement, I don't think that it's necessarily because my marriage is now officially over. Like, it's been done. That didn't sit with me. I was like, I don't know if that's it. I think more so it's like, what do I talk about now? Like, what do I do now that this is over? And I think that her reactions throughout the boat scene are kind of dealing with that. I don't, like, you would think that at the end of it, she'd be like, fuck, yeah, like, thank God. Right. Got that money. This is over with. I can so take much a fucking weight deep off breath. of me. Yeah. I think that I'm not going to, again, take away from like, yeah, you're officially saying goodbye to the marriage. Like, this is the, f there is going to be some grieving involved. But the way that she responds to everybody in the group, when we get to the gondola ride in a minute, that's where I'm like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, how can you not see they're trying to be on your team? You're just being an asshole. That's where I get frustrated with yeah. the whole thing. But she's getting kind of sick in the van, and uh, this this seems like sound science to me, because Larsa says spread your legs, or open your legs, because the oxygen will flow better. And sure. look, we don't have vaginas, nope. but I'm pretty sure that's how they work, right? Airflow. Yeah, that's yep. just that's just science. Uh -huh. Yeah, we get it. You get it, right? We get it, yeah. We, yeah, we, understand. we understand. Totally. That's how they work. Dudes but, on uh, science. Yep. Dudes on female anatomy. We know. We know. We know. <laughs> But that takes us to the gondola ride, and we got an Anaconda reference, which made me so happy. Very excited about that. Oh, it's such a... You can still see John Voight's face just get his squeezed out. fucking accent in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. If you haven't watched Anaconda, go watch it. It is one of the worst, best movies, of, or best, worst movies of all time. There, go watch it tonight. There's a scene in the movie where there's a waterfall scene. The waterfall's in reverse. It's going up because some editor fucked it up. I'm a big fan of you telling me this. You know that I know that. I'm telling our audience that more so than anything. You're looking at me. Be looking who at am you. I supposed to talk to? Who talk the to fuck the am I supposed you to talk to? You look at the microphone to? when you're talking to the audience. That's dumb. What do you mean? Ugh, <laughs> oh, God damn it. We're on the gondola There's ride. There's a camera over there. You talk to YouTube. No, you're not supposed to look at the camera. They told us that at Watch What Happens Live. Oh. All right. Throwing around names now. Yeah, I'm name dropping now. 
Andy Cohen told me not to look at the camera, motherfucker. I think so. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. But uh, anyway, we're on the gondola, and Lisa still doesn't feel good. She feels like she lost someone, and this is where I'm like, all right, this is bullshit now. Gertie's on the boat with you. Alexia's trying to share this experience. This is a healing trip. The whole point of this is healing. You're now making it about you. This is the least problem, like the smallest problem that we have in the group. You just settled. Is there ever a non-healing trip? Like, do they ever just go on a trip to have some fun? That's a good point. I've never seen that. They're always healing some shit. That's a really good point. Well, maybe it's because there's always shit to heal, you know? But I think that it's it's just really selfish in this moment for her to like, I'm sick. I'm not feeling good. Bring the attention back to me. Help me, help me, help me. It's It's selfish of her to do that every single time that she's done it. I know, but there's so many more things. And like, I get it. Like you're going through this, but you want so much sympathy and it's okay to want sympathy from your friends if you do it in the right way, but you're not like, you don't see Gertie over there breaking down every fucking chance that she gets. She's really going through it. She's trying to stay strong. I don't want to compare the two things because I don't want to downsize what Lisa's going through and what she's been going through, but she's going about it the wrong way where she has no sympathy for anybody else because she's going through something. We've seen her disregard Gertie when they were over at Marisol's and she's like, oh, everyone's outside comforting her. She's staying. I really know how to clear a room. Like, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Like you do. This boat, if they could get off the boat, they would have gotten off the boat when you started talking about that. They would have rather gone to an island that we're going to talk about. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that island, but... Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. We do find out, and this is where we get evidence, that Jody's starting to feel the effects of this. Because the other day, and she slights him for it too, which is crazy. Instead of looking inward and being like, oh, maybe I should shut up about it. Or maybe I should find someone else to talk to about it. And we've talked about it before. You should be able to talk to your partner about anything. For sure. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be able to say, hey, this really upset me today with Lenny. But she was crying about something, and he didn't comfort her because he said, you're crying over Lenny. It's been a year. We are a year removed from this. Like, I need attention. I need us. Like, you need to take care of me sometimes, too. Like, that's where you cross that boundary of, yeah, it's healthy to discuss your issues. But if you're playing this sympathy card, all that's all she wants. She wants to be the yeah. hurt puppy in the corner. And that's what she asks for every time she does it this way. If she went about it a different way, it's a different story, right? But she doesn't. And now it's affecting your current relationship. And we said it before. This is going to be an interesting relationship to watch when the Lenny shit goes away because this whole relationship is based on him supporting her through it and nothing else. We don't hear about anything else. They don't talk about anything else. She definitely doesn't talk about anything else to him. Every time we see her texting him or calling him, it's about Lenny. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to watch the fallout when he's like, hey, now you get to get to know me a little bit. What's that going to look like? I have no idea. Uh, We don't know enough about Jody to be able to make an educated decision on that one because every time that he's on screen it's just her talking about lenny or him talking about lenny uh-huh. he talked to the realtor about lenny like that's too it's their much whole person man. it's the the entire basis of their relationship is about lenny 1000 percent. but and th- this is where she could take a note from gertie because like 
Gertie goes, I had to eat a huge piece of humble pie during all of this because, you know, I've always provided for myself, but going through all this, Russell has really stepped up and I'm relying on him now and blah, blah, blah. If Gertie, who's going through fucking cancer, can have self-awareness in a moment and add to a conversation and be like, but hey, I learned a lot from this, then Lisa, take note. Take note. What has this taught you? How can you be better from this? Instead of, woe is me, woe is me, Lenny left me, She even me, did it in me. a worse way, which I couldn't have imagined anybody doing it any worse than this. Lisa says, I am so in love. Like You're so lucky to have a marriage the way that you have it and to have somebody to wait on you and help you out and really just love you. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. I never really had that now that I'm looking back. Like, what the fuck? How did you... You complimented her leaned in everybody's like okay good you're you're starting to share a little bit and you're starting to to lean into what Gertie's going through and sh- and say things of support to her and then you bring them in and pull them right back out when you go right back to the Lenny of it all no one cares she has cancer like they should be sitting here one comforting Gertie whenever she needs it and two celebrating the fact that you finally got this you're finally through the woods you're finally about to sign an agreement and be done with all of this and maybe we'll get the Lisa that we like back no you're still harping on this like I just don't understand it you have this opportunity to move on and you're not taking it not only are you not taking it but now you're downgrading somebody who's really going through something that could really use your support just to get the some sort of reflection back on you I just it doesn't make any sense just everything that she does is so fucking backwards yep 100% but we get on to the boat ride itself I love that everyone is so baffled by the fact that this man is pushing them with I don't know what you call those, an oar, I guess, the the gondola stick. Gondola stick. Mm-hmm. They're flabbergasted. Like, there's no engine on this boat? It's like, no, he's got it, and he's, he's doing fine. through, baby. But then everyone's panicking. He, like, his face is getting so red, blah, blah. This is his job. I'm sure he's done this before. I appreciate the concern, but my man's got it. He's got it under he's control. It. Doesn't need Lisa helping him out in the high hills, and that's where I'm, this is the one moment I'm like, fuck, I think she's really, like, not well. Because she starts acting out, like getting up and doing that. I was like, yeah, that's weird. And even the girls in the boat, like their reactions to it were kind of like, eh, this feels like, she feels off. Yep. And, but don't worry, because we get Emilio to save the day. He FaceTimes Adriana, and he's just asking if they're getting ready for the show. And you brought this up previously. This is starting to sell me on it more. You think that he wants to get romantically involved with Adriana? Oh, yeah. You think that that's, that's a big the, part of this? the whole reason, yeah. I don't want to say it's the whole reason because she she's a great performer. You can't say sure. Even Alexia says she is. Alexia hates her. Miami's Hot, Hot, Hot Fire is a great song. It's not a fucking great song. Is it On, On Fire? You don't even know what it's called. I don't have to. I don't know the words to a lot of songs I like. I still bop to them. All right? You Adriana hater? Hey, hey, I am an Adriana hey, hater. Hey, Hatriana, why don't you settle down? <laughs> I'll, I'll wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> but um, it is nice, I will say, to see everyone in the group at least be supportive of that moment. Because even if you don't like her or don't like the music career, it's a big deal. And if Alexia, of all people, can put her differences aside and be like, you know what? Good for her. At least Adriana has something. I still feel bad for her. You're like so over it that you don't. Like I still feel bad for this woman who seems to be very lonely and is trying to find something in her life and she found it and you can't even be happy if for her. If her storyline wasn't, look at me, I'm so lonely, then maybe I would feel differently. All right. I'm just saying. But this is where shit pops off because Larsa, who once again, great, great episode. If she did more of this, I think she'd be more likable. 
because what was nice about this is it still has that larsenness to it where it's like, ooh. But it was a good point. Yeah. Because she's like, Jody needs a break. Like, you need to leave him alone and don't fuck this up because if you lose him, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally Nail true. on the head. Is it a little harsh? Yeah. Guess who needs to hear it? Lisa. Guess who doesn't take it very well? Lisa. <laughs> she's being a baby. She's be- She says to her, I don't know who would put up with your shit. You're needy like a baby. Facts. These are all facts. Someone had to say it, and I'm glad it was Larsa. And I'm, it's even funnier because she does this better than anybody. She can say a very mean thing. Like, it's totally normal, and it comes out of left Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, things were okay on the boat at that point. And then it's just like, yeah, you really, you really need to not fuck this up. Or you're going to lose them because you're a baby. Like, who would put up with this shit, right, guys? I'd love that because it catches Lisa off guard, too. And Lisa just comes back with an all-time insult right back mm-hmm. you're a bully you're a bully you know what that did to larsa nothing zero zero effect yep. it did not land she Unfazed. she didn't smile she didn't do anything she's like what i don't what, what are you saying i don't give a shit i'm i'm trying to help you in my larsa way yeah and you don't realize that you think i'm being mean whatever i don't care yeah I, I, tried. Me. I tried you're gonna lose jody if you don't figure this shit out but hey i did my best but hey look at the dogs Look at oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, let's get let's get to the 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 house that Lisa points out first before uh, we go to the whole thing dogs. sucked. The whole thing sucked. It so was just back to back terrible terrible moves with Lisa pointing out what looks like uh, a house with you know there's look it's a house that's built with the materials available to them yeah. like it's a house that you would see in a lot of countries that aren't the U S and that's fine. A lot of people grow up that way. I played with a lot of guys. In professional baseball, they grew yep. up the same way. Like, they showed me pictures of their homes. The biggest and most important takeaway, and I'm glad that Kiki brought it up, that house does not imply a bad upbringing. That house does not imply negative things. You don't know anything about the people that live there, what they do, what their jobs are, what their life is like. And Kiki says, this is how I grew up in Haiti. This is how my parents grew up, my mom, my grandmother, blah, blah, blah. It's just a different way to live and to say we should be so grateful for what we have because we could be living like that. And then these three dogs, who were they a little dirty? Yeah, because they're outdoor dogs. They weren't like in shambles. And by the way, they were all clearly well-fed. They're healthy dogs. They're bopping around. They're fine. They don't need your- curious as to what the fucking loud noise is on the boat. Like, who are you? And why are you throwing food? And this poor man pushing the boat along is like, don't, no, don't do that. Nope. But- I can't imagine I would be fucking livid if I came home and some asshole was throwing food at Louie. I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, just because they live outside in a house that you're not familiar with does not mean that they're like these poor, hungry, unfed dogs. And this is what drives me nuts. I'm glad Kiki's on this show to shed some light on it. It's like, just assuming that their life is terrible and that whoever lives in that house's life is terrible because you don't understand this way of life is such a privileged, fucked up way to think. And you don't need to go, oh, woe is them. They could be super happy. They're yep. probably happier than you, Lisa. I promise you that. That drove me nuts. And I'm so glad that Kiki put her in her place. But then Lisa stands up. And this is what I love about Kiki. And we've talked about this a lot, actually, recently. If you get in somebody's face, if you continuously ask for it, if you're saying 
drag me. If you're saying, I'm going to get in your face, I'm going to stand up. And Kiki's telling you, don't do that. Because from where I come from, that implies something. You're going to get me up and things are going to get nasty. That's We grew up around Philly. Like, that's a thing. If you stand up and get in someone's face, you will get punched in the face. Yep. We know that. So we don't do it. That is a very important point. And her reaction when she fucking soft tosses, she barely lobbed that juice box at her. Where'd she even get that juice box? I don't know. That's what Marisol said. I have no No idea. No fucking idea where she pulled that thing out. I didn't know they had juice boxes. No idea. Yeah. But she finds a juice box, which again. But that's also why I love Kiki. One, she's going to put somebody in their place. And look, she doesn't have a lot of screen time. She doesn't do a lot as far as, and we want more of this. More personal stories. Mm-hmm. When people are doing dumb shit, she just says, you're doing dumb shit. Yeah. Immediately. And I love that. And the other thing is, she probably also had maybe some McDonald's tucked away somewhere. Oh, man. she loves that shit. That would have been She's so always fun. got like a Big Mac or something like hanging no, out around there. She had a Whopper. It was a Whopper? Yeah, it was, okay. It was a burger. So she's got some sort of burger hanging out. Which because- is that... That's the one knock I have to make on Kiki. Like, who eats... Burger King sucks. Yeah, Burger King is, is definitely the lowest of the fast food chains. Yeah, what's your top? Top like national. Like we take not, out like Chick Fil A and like all those, and like yeah. what a burger and In and Out. Like Wendy's. I think Wendy's is the best fast yeah. food, like national burger. Yeah, I think Wendy's is probably the best. Yeah, it's up yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway, back anyway, to yeah, it. yeah, back to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the soft toss of a juice box, and I think Kiki knew that this was going to set her off even more. I don't know exactly what she would have imagined was going to happen because Lisa was already completely off her fucking rocker, just going after anybody who said a word or breathed in the direction of Lisa. Tossing a juice box, you know, what are you, you going to do? But at the same time, you're on a gondola. There's nowhere to go. You got to deal with this shit now. So I love that she did that. I do too. Because who cares if Lisa keeps going? Lisa is already looking like the crazy one. Let's get it all out now. Let me toss a little juice box at you, and let's see how fucking far you're willing to take this. And I love that move from Kiki. I do, too. But again, you're telling her to shut the fuck up. You're standing up. You are becoming the aggressor. She retaliates, not harshly. She flipped the juice box at you, and then you're going to say she assaulted you. Assaulted you, yep. Assaulted, which Marisol goes to her confessional. is like, oh, my God, a juice box. Like, God forbid. Rightfully so. Quit throwing the word assault out there. No one's buying it. You started this altercation. If you don't want the, like, there needs to be a PSA to Bravo Lebs. If you don't want the smoke, don't ask for it. And if you get it, don't play the victim. Don't say you were assaulted. Yeah. Just that's drop that bullshit. word. Yeah. Just stop saying assault. Assault needs to be stricken from the record yep. because you weren't assaulted. You didn't even get hit by the juice box. And she's so stuck on, don't throw anything at me. Then don't get in her face. You... Oh, brought damn. this upon yourself and Kiki, I thought was very reserved. I think this could have went way worse. Yeah. And she was just like, pretty much like, this is ridiculous. Well, ridiculous. Lisa's not going to do anything. She's, she's just no, going to get up. Gonna she's going to scream. She's going to yell. And then she's going to tire herself out or she's just going to start bawling. Yeah. And we've like, we have noticed and we've pointed out Lisa is very clearly not in her right mind. We know this. It's, it is what it is. It's an absolute fact, but it doesn't give you the right to act like this, especially to your friends, especially when other things are going on. So, yeah, Kiki sitting back, realizing Lisa's not going to do shit. Let's just fucking poke the bear. Yeah, why what's, not? What's the worst that could happen? She's going to yell a little bit more? Oh, well, who cares? She's going to yell a little bit more, and the best part is she's like, well, because she said shut the fuck up a bunch of times, and Alexia, out of nowhere, was great. She goes, well, then we can tell you to shut the fuck up. And it's like, yeah, do it. 
about all of it. Tell yeah. her to shut the fuck up and stop this the love of nonsense. God. And then they try to like kumbaya it at the end, and like everyone holds hands. Let's say a little prayer. Adriana literally brings a hurricane with her prayer because it was so bad. But Lisa can't even swallow her pride. She is rage texting like a motherfucker. She's sitting there firing off text to Jody, I'm sure. Where it's like, you're not going to believe it. Kiki threw a juice box and it hit me in the head. And I think I have a concussion now because she assaulted me with a juice box and blah, 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 blah. She does herself no favors. And I think that that's the most frustrating part about it. Like... She has no awareness. No awareness, and we hate that. We hate this lack of self-awareness is a big faux pas around here, but the biggest thing with her, man, and we've talked about it in the past, this should have been the easiest fucking two years for her. Mm-hmm. Lenny sucks. He's dragging you through this awful divorce. He's taking advantage of the kids. He's kicking you out of your house. You have a new boyfriend. Frame it differently. Frame it differently. You have friends that are willing to support you. All you have to say to them is, let's go out and blow off some steam. I've had a shit week. There's a lot going on. I wouldn't care if you keep talking about the court proceedings and everything else is going on. If you were to go out with your friends and try to blow off some steam and have some fun and not talk about it constantly, then we'll give you a little bit of grace because, look, we know you're going through a ton of shit. Instead, you made the whole thing about you and you're the one you are. That's the funny thing. In all of this, and the Lenny of it all, you're the victim. You were cheated on. You got kicked out of your house. Your husband clearly doesn't care about your fucking kids. You found a new boyfriend. You have turned from the victim into a perpetrator. Which because is crazy. Because we, you didn't have, like, it's impossible to do. It's the weirdest It is so I've hard to seen. do. It's so hard to do. No one feels bad for you anymore. You have put down the middle class. You've put down people that live in Mexico. You have clearly shown that you have no awareness of anybody but yourself you don't care about your friends you don't care about anybody all you care about is yourself and it is really tough to watch and i don't want to watch it anymore no i I want her to take like a leave of absence from the show after mexico just go away for a bit i don't want to see you it's it's honestly you, uh, you phrased it perfectly it's wild that it took that much of a drastic turn it was such a layup it was so easy and she botched the whole thing but the last thing we need to talk about, and it took a turn because it hit Julia in a different way, and it was actually really sad when she was reacting to what I was excited to see because I've seen this in, you know, I like to get in my TikTok rabbit holes of oh, conspiracies yeah. and stuff. So as soon as I saw that one man doll, it wasn't even a doll doll. It was like that, it looked like a dude hanging from a tree. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, are they about to go to the island of the dolls? And then it goes further, and I see so I was like, yes, they're at the Island of the Dolls. I've known about this place for so long. Some dude that lived in Mexico City relocated to the... He lived on this island, and he would just... Because a, a girl passed away, she drowned right next to it, he started in, like, memoriam, hanging up dolls all over the island. Weird and move. it's very creepy. Yep. It's a terrifying sight. Well, he said he had a dream about it. Is that what it was? About her not having anything to play with or something along those lines. So then he left a doll out for her to play with, but then it got crazy and he put like hundreds of hundreds of it's. Do you think it's still him? Do you think people go by like locals go by and just hang like new dolls? I guarantee. I I don't know if he's still with us, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. People definitely have added their own dolls to that collection. It's a terrifying sight, but it's so fascinating. Unfortunately, Julia sees it. And as we know, lost her son and this 
destroys her and the whole thing gets chaotic at the end now Gertie's crying she's crying everyone's getting really emotional and we're going to see it play out next week but all in all I like this episode like I said because of the good moments I thought that watching Gertie and the group come together was an amazing moment I thought that learning more about Julia and hearing her side of things and how open she is I thought that was really strong of her and I thought it was really really interesting to learn about the negatives lisa the negatives vastly outweigh the positives but we also got a good larsa episode which we have not gotten so that's a big positive yeah all right so i'm just saying i hear you but i still like this episode a lot but let's finish this bad boy up with some questions up first we got from oh boy i gotta i gotta read this one um and i'm not making fun of you palak city but i'm gonna explain something to you why do you think larsa did a 360 on gertie out of nowhere (laughs) palax it's a it's a fair thing to say i know what you're trying to say she did a 180 a 360 would be back in the same place you'd be facing the same direction but i get what you're saying and i think that again like we talked about, this is because I do think that Lard- Larda, I can't say that. <clears throat> I do think that Larsa has always cared. I don't think that she doesn't give a shit about Gertie and what she's going through. I think that she is so anti being wrong or being embarrassed that she doesn't want to admit to anything. I think that was the holdup, but I think that in this moment where they're in this beautiful church and it's such an overwhelming emotional moment that even Larsa is like, yeah, I'm going to put the bullshit aside. Like, I got your back. I'm here. This is serious and I love you. Like, I think that the moment outweighed any stupid feelings that they have. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point. I've got, uh, there's two questions here from Max June and Mary Had a Little. Okay. Both pretty much asked the same question. Is Lisa a Karen? I want to say first off, that is a derogatory term. Yeah, it is. has to read. We don't call people Karens around here. But I'll answer your question. Yeah, yes, absolutely. A thousand fucking percent. She is the type of person that if somebody is maybe walking a dog close to her lawn, she'll run outside. Yeah. If you, there's children going around here? looking for somewhere to maybe play a little football on some grass and it happens to be on the sidewalk next to her house, she, calls she will go out and call the police. Yep. Yep. A thousand percent. No, she is the Karen. Yes. From Liv Tate. People are saying Larsa redeemed herself this episode. Do you all agree? No. Not fully. No. No, no, no. I don't she think. She had one good episode. She had a good app. Yeah, it was a good app. But... The entire last season was intolerable. Yeah. And most of the season was too. Yeah, don't give her too much credit. But hey, credit where credit's due. Good episode. If she has two, three, four, now we can start talking about not even a redemption arc. There's no redeeming. We can talk about her taking a new stance in the group, but for now, it was a good episode. Ooh, I like this one from Melly J Zero. How did you guys decide who would be the color commentator and who would be the play-by-play? Oh wow, this is just like how our banter's always been. Yeah, Steel just started talking about the episode, and I just interjected. Yeah, it just happened. It just happened. This is kind of just how we talk to each other in general, anyway. So it kind of just fit naturally. One more. Oh, this is a good one. From the Fishtown Bulls, which is an adult men's league baseball team in Fishtown, which I fucking love that there's like, they messaged us, there's like five dudes on the team that listen to us, like five 
official Brav Bros. So what's up, boys? If you ever need a, a designated hitter, just just holler at me. I'll be down there. Yeah, he can't crouch anymore for catching, but I think I could catch like half the game and then hit, and then I wouldn't be able to walk for a yeah, week. Yeah, then you need hip surgery immediately. After. Yeah, but if you need a designated hitter, you just let me know. But you can add three MLB players to Southern Hospitality. Who do you choose, and why is one Brandon Marsh? I mean, you can. There's Marsh, Bohm, like pretty much the Phillies. Let's do three Phillies. Marsh, yeah. Bohm. Marsh, Bohm. That's too easy. You need to think of a better one. Stubbs. Done. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's an. Yep. Marsh, Bohm, and Stubbs would be fucking. Stubbs would be reality TV gold. He would be. A thousand percent. We need to. We need to talk to Bravo. Yeah, let's. We'll we talk to the Phillies when we get fucking invited for <laughs> podcast night. Uh, I I want to put one more in there because we did international. I think in the first episode. Yeah, we did. Sarah Yvonne eighty eight said, "Not a question, but hi from Ireland. Hi. Love your pod, and was so happy to see you on Watch What Happens Live. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Ireland. Hi, Ireland. Anything else? Nope. <laughs> Rob Bros are out of here. Okay, bye." Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.